Come on, let's pray. Father, we come to you this morning, Lord. Come and use me as an instrument, Lord. Come minister, come speak. Lord, as we meditate on your word, as we listen, as we hear, Father, let it bear fruit in Jesus' name, Lord. Come minister, Lord, by your spirit, touch your lives, transform lives, Lord, and give you all the glory, Lord, and your spirit to move mightily. In Jesus' name, we pray and ask, Lord. Amen, amen, amen. Well, good morning to you. I want to put it to you, a theory. Our faith has got building blocks to it. I'll qualify what I mean by faith. Our faith has got building blocks to it. And I think in our Christian walk, we can miss out on things because we do not have enough faith. And in the Bible, Jesus said that. Do you know Jesus actually said that? You didn't get your miracles because you didn't have faith. And I believe it's so important for us. I'm not talking about salvation faith. Let's not. Salvation faith is not by works. It's by grace. Do we understand that? And I'm not talking about the gift of faith that the Bible talks about. But there's another faith for you and I. Our faith. The more we have faith, how much faith we have would depend on the building blocks that will go underneath it. You know what? Until we come to a stage and we face our circumstances and situations, we don't know what we need. Do you, know, do you, do you believe that? As you know, some of us in our church who have cancer. And imagine what they would need to face that. Isn't that right? You know, for some of us who, who haven't gone through that, we can't picture that, what they're going through and what they're facing, you know, going through chemotherapy, going through radiation, and the level of faith that they need. There's one prayer that I pray every day, I don't know about you, but one prayer that I pray every day of my life without fail is the salvation of my kids. I don't know if you parents do that, but every day without fail, I make sure I pray. And you know what I do? And I pray, and I pray, and I say, God, I'm not asking you to give them money. God, I'm not asking you to give them wealth. God, I'm not asking you to give them good jobs. God, I pray that they will know you. And I pray that they will just fall crazy in love with Jesus. And you know what I say? And I say, Lord, everything else will fall in place. Isn't that right? Everything else will fall in place. That's a prayer that I give. But you know what? Sometimes this doubt just creeps in. I'm praying a prayer of faith, but at the back of my mind, I'm thinking, God's not going to do it. I don't know if you have gone through that. I don't know if you have had that. But at the back of my mind, I'm praying this prayer, but at the back of my mind, I'm thinking, is this ever going to happen? I'm praying for someone's healing. At the back of my mind, I'm thinking, is God going to heal? I'm praying for someone to get saved. At the back of my mind, I'm thinking, is this going to happen? I'm praying for something in my, at my workplace, but at the back of the mind, I'm thinking, God's not going to do it. Have you, have you felt that way? So what is faith, and how does this faith come? And that's why I said, for us to have faith, we have these building blocks that goes under it, and if we don't focus on those building blocks, 
you know what? We're going to miss out on things. I'm not talking about salvation. I think we're going to miss out on so many things on our spiritual journey, on our Christian walk. And at the end of it, Jesus said, I wanted to give you this, and I wanted to give you this, and I wanted to give you this, and I wanted to give you this. And what happened? It's just the level of faith that we didn't have. So this morning, we're going to look at a passage of Scripture and go through uh, a few scriptures to see what is it that is important. How can we build our faith? How can we have faith like some in the Bible that we read? And Jesus said, what an amazing, you know, Jesus actually said, that is an amazing faith. I've never seen faith like that. And to some, Jesus actually said, I couldn't do any miracles. Why? Because they didn't have any faith. So can I encourage you, work on the building block. So if you're like me, I'm still work in progress. I can't tell you I've reached that place where I've got 100% faith. Work on the building blocks. Work on the building blocks. Work on the building blocks so that when we pray, we're going to have faith like some people that Jesus said. That's amazing faith. Come turn with me to Luke chapter 18, verses 35 to 43, please. And the passage reads that so Jesus is right towards the end of his, he's going toward to the cross soon. And here he's going towards Jericho. And this is what takes place as he was walking towards Jericho. And the verse 35, now as Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard the crowd going by, he asked what was happening. And they told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. Now, listen to the words, the words that he uses. He called out, not Jesus, is Jesus of Nazareth, because back then, that's how people were referred to. He didn't call out Jesus of Nazareth, but then he called out, Jesus, son of David. Can you see that? So people told him Jesus of Nazareth is walking past, probably huge crowd that was following. But he said, Jesus, son of David, will come back to them. And his understanding of who, he was a blind man. If you can put yourself in, the, in, the, in his shoes, and Mark calls him Bartimaeus. His name is Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus. And it was Bartimaeus who was sitting down there. So first he calls out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy. So his understanding of who was walking by was different. And then he goes on. Verse 39 says, those who led the way, rebuked him, told him to be quiet. What did he do? He shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. And in the Greek, it says he went even louder than that. And he said, he was desperate. He was desperate. He said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And then, he, and then what happened was 14. Jesus stopped and ordered the man to be brought to him. When he came near, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? And the next word says, Lord, I want to see. He replied. And the next word says, Jesus said to him, Receive your sight, and the verse actually says, your faith 
has healed you. Immediately he received his sight, followed Jesus, praising God. When all the people saw it, they also praised God. And if you go back to that faith that he has, so Jesus said, your faith is the one that healed you. Can I encourage you, church? Our faith will get the miracles that we need from God. So if you go back and, and if you really go through the Roman centurion, I'm just going to go through certain stories. We're not going to go to it. The Roman centurion went to Jesus and he told Jesus, my servant is sick and going to die. And he told Jesus, and Jesus said, I will come. And what did Jesus say? I will come and I will heal. And what did the Roman centurion say? Say the word and he will be healed. And Jesus said, I've never seen faith like that. To Peter, when Peter and the disciples saw Jesus walking on water, what did Peter do? Peter said to Jesus, Jesus, tell me to come. And he came. But as what Peter was walking on water, what happened? He saw the wind and he started Sinking. And what did Jesus say? Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Please, can you see that? I'm trying to get to the point that there is a faith that we can have that trusts God in everything that we're praying for, everything that we're believing for, or we can just have no faith. And at, sometimes I feel like my faith, I'm like Peter. And do you know the story in the Bible when Jesus went back to his hometown? And the Bible says Jesus couldn't perform miracles. Why? Because they did not have faith. And this morning, if we go back and we can focus on our building blocks that we need for faith to operate at a level. I'm not talking about a faith to go to heaven. That's salvation faith. That's why mercy and not works. But faith to obtain what we pray for. Faith to obtain what we believe for. And I tell you what, we need to work on those things. And see, what is it that brought about that amazing faith? And who can now, you know, not go to but Hebrews chapter 11? It's the Hall of Fame, isn't it? What does Hebrews chapter 11 say? Let's go to Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 and 2. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. The next one says, this is what ancients were commended for. What we do not see, what we hope for, and that's what we're believing that God's going to provide. And do you know what? It goes down to verse 11, 16. 11, 16. Hebrews 11, 6. 11, 6 sorry. Hebrews 11, 6. And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. Can you see the both of it? So Jesus, the Word of God says, without faith, we can't please Him. And this is when, and if you look at the Bible, we're going to look at a few more stories in the Bible. And if you look at the Bible of people, uh, you know, who did not have faith. And it says, you know what happens when we don't have faith? We start to do things in our own strength. We start to trust people. We start to trust 
doctors. We start to trust, oh, if this person could help us, if that person could help us. And some of them in the Bible even went out on their own on the promises that God has given. So we go back to the blind beggar, Bartimaeus. So Bartimaeus is blind. So if you can imagine a blind person sitting down there, he was put down there to beg. So we don't know whether he was born blind or he became blind along the way. The Bible doesn't say anything about that. Whatever it is, but he was blind. So all he's got is that listening ear that he's getting. And the word of God that he says, so he said, son of David. That means he's understanding Jesus as the Messiah. He's understanding Jesus as the deliverer. He's understanding Jesus is the one who's prophesied in the Old Testament that's come about now. And he, one thing that he sees is going to the word of God. One of the building blocks that we need for our faith to just rise up is the word of God. Do you agree with me? It's the word of God. So what I'm saying is that we, when we, if we do not have these building blocks underneath that faith that we have, we're going to either have doubts, no faith, or a little bit of faith. Or the less of it we have, the less we're going to have. One of the, power, the powerful things is the Word of God in our life. The Word of God in our life. So as we meditate on the Word of God, as we read the Word of God, as we listen to the Word of God, the Word of God will build faith in our life. So that's the one thing that I would say it comes out in Blind Bartimaeus. And then he calls him Lord. He says, Lord, I need my sight. You know, for Bartimaeus, when we make God our Lord, our walk is different. Isn't that right? The way we walk, our spiritual walk, do you reckon it's going to work on our faith? Absolutely. Absolutely. And as a blind mother, may you sitting down there, do you think he would have heard the stories of every healing that Jesus had done? Bethany was not too far away from Jericho. What happened in Bethany? The raising of Lazarus. You know, as we hear more miracles, as we walk through those miracles, and I'm going to give you another example of a person who had miracle in her own life, all these things will form as a building block for our faith to go up. So when you, when you, when you hear, when, you, when we pray, when we read the Word, when we live as God wants us to live, as we know the promises of God, we go through a few promises that God has given us. What this does is that this will build the faith that we need for what we're going to believe in. So it's not only prayer. Do you know very often our emotion dictates our faith level? Have you seen that? Do I feel faith? But do you know our emotions can shift based on what we understand, but based on what we meditate, and based on what we know and what we meditate on. Do, do you believe? Do you agree with me? So yes, I can't separate emotion. So sometimes we can feel that we do not have faith. But our emotion can shift based on the Word of God that we hear. Based on the Word of God that we, we, we meditate on. Based on the testimonies that we hear. So if 
Bartimaeus was sitting on that road to Jericho, and he hears Lazarus. Do you know the story of Lazarus? He would have probably heard someone come to Bartimaeus, probably sitting next to him. Hey, Bartimaeus, Bartimaeus. Can you imagine if you're blind and you close your eyes and you hear, Hey, Bartimaeus, do you want to, tell, do you want to hear a story what Jesus of Nazareth did? And he's gonna, that person probably tell him the story, Lazarus was dead. And how many days was he dead? For four days. And he's hearing these miracles. And, and if you go through the book of Luke, he, Bartimaeus is probably hearing all these miracles. Hey, Bartimaeus, Bartimaeus. You know, there was a lady with the issue of blood for 12 years. And when she touched Jesus, she was healed. Can you see, uh, when we listen to those stories of faith, when we read the stories of faith, faith begins to build up. And I would say that's another building block that we need if we need to have that faith to faith face what we're going to, when we walk through on this earth. Maybe at this present time, you don't need that faith. But I can tell you what, there will come a time that each one of us will need that faith. And we need to work on the building blocks of faith. So let the Word of God, your, our life, our prayer life, our relationship, what we hear, you know, surround yourselves with people who can speak faith. That's so important. You know, if we surround ourselves with people who are so negative and who can't speak faith into situations, it's time we need to get out and get people who can surround, you can surround yourself who can speak faith. We're going to go to Hebrews 11. And we're going to read on a passage of Scripture. You know, Hebrews 11 talks about Sarah. Do you know the Sarah? And when you go to that and it says, what does Hebrew 11 say on, on Sarah? If you go to Hebrew 11, and it, 11, 11, this is what it says. By faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was unable to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. So it's the hall of fame, Hebrews 11. And you know what? That hall of fame does not stop there. It continues with our names underneath that. You know, by faith, bread was able to do this. By faith, Mary was able to do this. By faith, Jeff was able to do this. You know, that hall of fame should continue and not stop there. But now, when we go back to Sarah and you think to yourself, hey, but then when I go to the Bible, I see a different Sarah. Isn't that right? Isn't that right? So when you go to Genesis chapter 18, and these three visitors that come to Abraham, and they say, Abraham, how old was Abraham? At age, he was 99. Sarah was 89. And the three visitors come to Abraham and Sarah and says, Go get Sarah. I'm going to tell her something. You're going to have a child in one year's time. What did Sarah do? What did Sarah do? But you see, but there's three, two other word, chapters before she gets Isaac that we, we, you read to. But, so what did Sarah do? Sarah actually laughed. Sarah actually laughed. Are you joking? I'm, I'm 89. Abraham is 99. And you said in a year's time, I'm going to have a child. And, and the three visitors talk about Sodom and Gomorrah in Genesis 18. In Genesis 19, you have a story of Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, going to Genesis 20, something happens in 20. 
you know what? Sarah would have experienced God as the God who will bless them. In Genesis 20, you go and what do you have? The story of Abimelech. Do you know the story of Abimelech? So he goes to this city and Abraham tells Abimelech, Abimelech, Sarah is my sister because Abraham was afraid that they're going to kill him on account of Sarah and take her as his wife. Can you imagine that at 89? You know what? Sassy and I have the same issue, right? Wherever Sassy goes and they say, I do have kids, and she says, I've got an 18-year-old, they won't believe her. No, you're lying, you know, you're too, too young to have an 18-year-old child. But I don't get the same response wherever I go, you know. Now, I can, I can understand what Abraham was feeling, you know. It's like a story of a couple who reached, you know, 60 years old, been married for 40 years. God came to the wife and said, uh, <clears throat> all right, and the husband and said, I'll give you anything you ask for. Ask whatever you want. The wife was excited. We've been married for 40 years. You know, we're 60 years old. Can I have a world trip ticket all around the world? And bang, she got a world ticket. And to the man, the man said to God, God, I need to take you aside now. I've got to ask you something. And he took God aside and said, God, can you give me a younger wife, please? And kaboom, he became 90 years old. <laughs> and got his wish. And that's a story we see in Abraham in Genesis 20. And he goes to Abimelech and he tells Abimelech, she's my sister. And Abimelech, took her in to be his wife at 89. Can you imagine those ages? And he took her in. And I'm just going to cut that story short. And towards the end, God reprimanded Abimelech. And I said, I didn't know anything about it. Abraham lied to me. And he gives him all this, you know, animal. And he gives him a, a silver, a thousand talents. And he says, please pray for me. You know what? Abraham prayed. And if you go to right at the end of chapter 20, Sarah experienced God. What had God done to Abimelech's family and his slaves. Do you know what God did? God shut their wombs. Do you know that story? So Sarah in chapter 18 was laughing when these three visitors came and said, you're going to have a child. But at chapter 20, she experiences a God who's able to open wombs and give child and hold back wombs. Look at that experience and the walk. You know, our Christian walk will build faith, will build faith, will build faith if we allow our experiences to come to that level. So now Sarah, so and now, yes, she deserves a place in Hebrews 11 because now she believes God and God's going to give Isaac in Genesis 21. They have Isaac. Similarly, in our life, we got to, that's another building block that we need to allow God to work on. As God brings about miracles, meditate on it. Have you had a miracle? Meditate on it. The more we think about it, the more we meditate on it, I'll tell you what, our faith level will increase. Now, if we take all these blocks away from under our faith, do you know what? I'll have zero faith to doubt. I think it's so important for us to focus and put that building block, my relationship with God, the Word of God, 
meditate on the word of God. You know what? I can go through so many passages of scripture, verse after verse after verse, that talks about that God is for us. And all these verses will build faith. I had a few verses, but we won't go into that. And I'm over time already anyway. We won't go into that. But meditate on it. Read it. Meditate on it. You know, go to people and surround yourself. That's why I said, I, you know, I've said this before. I've experienced a miracle healing, a miracle healing. You talk to a person who's experienced that, it's totally different. I've, and I remember one day, you know, I had this back pain for a long time due to the work that I was doing. And I walked into this service. No one prayed for me. But the anointing of God just filled. And I had a numbness from the top of the head to the sole of my feet. Instantaneously healed. When I go back and every time I think about it, you know what? My level of faith just increases. Not only for my prayers, for, for whatever I'm believing for you guys. And I, some of you, I'm, I'm still praying. There are prayer requests that some have asked. And some are in desperate situations. say, God, I need you. God, I need you. What is your level of faith? What, what do you believe? Where is that at? You know, is it like a place where that Jesus went and he couldn't do anything? Or is it like Peter, we start off with a little and then doubt just creeps in. And we start to doubt and we start to sink. You know, Sarah, initially, when she had the promise, God said, you're going to have a child. But she didn't believe her. What did she do? She worked in her own strength. She got an Egyptian slave. And that started Ishmael. You know, sometimes when we do not have faith, we work in our own strength. Hebrews 11.6 says, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. Can I encourage you? God wants us to have that faith and receive the miracles that we come that He's got for us. Are you sitting here and you've got desperate requests? Another one that I want to read for you is James 5.14. Sometimes we sit here kind of oblivious, but someone sitting next to us could be a desperate need of a miracle. James 5.14. And this is what the Word of God says. So again, we're going back to the building block of the Word of God. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. Hey, no, that's not my word. That's the Word of God. Do you know what I mean? That's the building block from faith to believe. So can I encourage you, focus on those building blocks. Focus on those building blocks that we need. And as we do that, I can tell you, our faith will face anything that comes across to us. Surround yourself with people who've got faith. Come stand with me this morning. Hallelujah.
You're standing here and you've got a desperate need. Do you have a desperate need? Come on, why don't you lift your hands towards God this morning? You want God to intervene. Whether it's healing, whether it's your marriage, whether it's your work, whether it's salvation, come on, raise up the desperate need to God. Father, we come to you, Lord. Lord, we saw the faith of Bartimaeus, Lord. And Lord, you said your faith has healed you, Lord. Today we come to you, Lord. You, leave, you see the hands lifted off. You see the needs, Lord. Healing, miracle finance, marriage, salvation. Lord, negativity creeps in, Father. Lord, as we focus on you, as we read your word, as we meditate on your word, as we know you as a son of David, the Messiah, the Deliverer, as we believe you, as we surround ourselves, Lord, and we, the miracles that you've done, Father, come into win, come breakthrough. We can't do it, Lord, without you. We can't do it without you, Lord. We need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. Come work on our unbelief, Lord. But we bring this request to you. We ask for a miracle in the name of Jesus, Lord. Because your word says, Lord, if we pray for anything, believing in the name of Jesus, you will give it to us. And today we stand. Today we claim. In Jesus' name we pray for us.